Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. The discord among American Christians is one of the greatest hindrances to any kind of spiritual awakening that we might hope or pray for God to bring to our nation. There are so many groups that are genuine Christians, but that don't proceed in the practice of their faith exactly the same way that I do. No believer should abandon his God-given distinctives, and we certainly can't work in close cooperation with groups that proceed in a completely different way than we do. That's just not practical. But there is some level at which we can and must interact with born-again Christians whose secondary principles and practices are different than our own. At the very least, we ought to be able to interact at the levels of genuine kindness with one another and earnest prayer with and for one another. That's not just my opinion. Those were Jesus' instructions. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. I don't have the ability to fix the problem on a large scale. I'm just one local pastor. But what I can do is make sure I'm proceeding properly. The 14th chapter of Romans has helped me enormously in this effort by giving me principles that guide me, primarily in how I interact with people in my own local congregation, and secondarily, how I interact with all believers. Let me share a few of those principles with you. Verse 1 says, Him that is weak in the faith receive ye but not to doubtful disputations. The church should love all believers, yet strive to prevent dispute and debate. Verses 2 and 3, Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not, and let not him which eateth not judge him that eateth, for God hath received him. Believers shouldn't disregard or disrespect one another based on questionable personal practices or standards that differ from their own. That word questionable, of course, is subjective. And just two chapters later, Paul says that there are believers that we need to avoid. We must let the principles of Scripture and the guidance of the Spirit help us define where we need to draw our lines. But it's clear that if we're being disrespectful and openly condemning of fellow believers, we're not getting it right. It says in verse 4, Who art thou that judgest another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be holden up, for God is able to make him stand. The third principle that guides me, God is our master. He approves or disapproves of each of his servants. Paul equates critiquing a fellow believer's practices with trying to dictate how someone else's employee does his job. You're not just criticizing the employee, you're trying to do the boss's job for him. Jesus is the master. He knows how to lead and build each of his disciples. He knows what changes need to be made. Verse 5, let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. It's the responsibility of every believer to be solid in his own standards and practices before the Lord. It's my responsibility to be certain that my ways please the Lord. And it's the responsibility of the guy who disagrees with me to be certain that his ways please the Lord. And the Lord knows how to deal with each of us appropriately. Verse 6 says, He that regardeth the day regardeth it unto the Lord, and he that regardeth not the day to the Lord he doth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord, for he giveth God thanks, and he that eateth not to the Lord he eateth not, and giveth God thanks. This is a tough one. Every believer should assume that every other believer has God-honoring motives and intentions. 
We're so quick to assume that because some other Christian's way of doing things differs from ours, that he's carnal. He doesn't really love the Lord. He's just rebellious. He may be, but that's for the Lord to judge. We put ourselves in a very dangerous place when we make ourselves the police of other people's motives, whether their conduct seems to be more stringent than our own or less stringent. Verses 7 and 8 remind us that no believer lives isolated from God. Every one of us deals with them regarding our principles and our conduct. Verse 9 confirms that God is continuing to do His work in the life of every other believer as He is in my own. Verses 10 through 12 warn us that we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Believers should be focused on answering to the Lord for their own actions and not on assessing the actions of other believers. And don't miss verses 13 through 15. Judge this rather that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. Instead of assessing everyone else's standards of conduct, every believer should strive to be sure his own standards of conduct are not hindering the growth of other believers. Verses 16 through 18 say, The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Be sure that the spiritual essence of your faith is what defines you. Verses 19 through 21 stress that our standards of holiness should strengthen one accord in the church and build fellow believers. And verses 22 and 23 teach us that the defining of our standards of holiness is a matter of faith and must be pursued as a matter of faith. Romans 14 provides some priceless perspective on how to keep a right spirit toward fellow believers at many different levels. There are definitely some believers especially outside of our own local church, whose practices are so vastly different than our own that it limits our interactions. But we never have to proceed with hatred or disrespect. And there's no believer we should refuse to pray for. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. Christian, God has great things in store for his children. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you. So dear Christian.